40inbox.com here, and so we're going to go and react to an article called 10 Dumb Ways to Spend Your Money. And we're going to basically just, you know, react to it and give our thoughts on it, whether it be right or wrong, and how you spend your money. So you just received a $2,000 tax refund, which by the way, if you're getting a $2,000 tax refund, that's kind of a big issue. That means you're not factoring your taxes in correct because you should not be having a massive tax refund. Because the way you got to look at tax refunds is that basically you are giving the government a interest-free loan for them to hold on to your money, right? Like, and what are they going to do with it? It's just bad, right? Okay, so you just received a $2,000 tax refund and you blew it all off throwing a huge party with friends at your house. After getting your paycheck, you impulsively went to the store to buy that expensive dress which you have long been keeping an eye on. Your harangued parent and just to make your son stop hugging you or bugging you, you take money away from your grocery budget so you can buy him the latest gaming console. How many times have you found yourself spending more money than you intended? Whether you do have the extra funds or not is a big no-no to make such impulsive decisions, especially if you don't want to leave your current month's budget in a shambles. Now, the dumbest ways to spend your money come from not caring too much for one's fortune. But what are you supposed to do? We are all prone to committing such mistakes at one point or another when it comes to handling our finances. There's really no hard and fast rule that you can follow and you are bound to make such mistakes, but it does pay to be aware of what the dumbest things are to spend your money on so that you can steer clear of it in the first place. And that's exactly what we will learn more about in the next section. So dumb, impractical, useless things to spend money on. So what exactly are dumb ways to spend your money? You can probably include purchases that do not actually give you a return of investment or worse, make you spend even more money than you intended. Anything that's considered impractical, useless, or an outright luxury considering the budget that you have to live with can also be eliminated. So in the end, it's all about prioritizing your needs and eliminating your wants. You can also stick strictly to your budget so that you can prevent use yourself from making dumb, impractical, and useless purchases in the first place. So what exactly are the dumbest ways to spend your money? Be it coming from an extra income source, a tax refund, a stroke of luck from a casino game, or something else entirely unexpected. Here are the dumbest ways to spend your money and how you can prevent yourself from committing such financial mistakes. So number one, annual gym memberships. A lot of people impulsively sign up for gym memberships during the month of January with a go of shedding the excess weight that they gained over the holidays. There's nothing wrong in paying for a pricey gym membership fee, but only if you're committed to seeing it through the end. If you feel that you might slack off along the way, you can just ditch the gym and simply use the great outdoors as your workout area. To give you an idea about how much of a waste of gym memberships are, if you're really not that committed to seeing your, the program through, check out these statistics. So according to Statista.com, 
7.6% of households with an annual income of $100,000 or more spent $500 to $999 on fitness center programs, gym memberships, personal trainers, and similar expenses in 2014. In 2009, fitness centers in the U.S. had a total membership of more than 45 million. And then some statistics also show that almost two-thirds of gym memberships are never used. 25% of members go inactive after six months, while half of those who sign up completely give up going to the gym within one year. So you can check out these ways to spend your money and treasure every penny. And for 2012, here are the reasons why people quit their gym or health club memberships. 2% said it was too expensive. 7% said that they can easily exercise somewhere else for free. 5% said that the location of their gym was no longer convenient. And 9% said the gym was too crowded. 7% said they felt out of place at the health club. And other reasons include wanting to participate in other types of exercise, finding the ambience too intimidating, not knowing anybody else, not liking exercises in the first place, not having anyone to guide them, meeting their fitness goals, not knowing what to do in the gym, not meeting their fitness goals again, uh, and developing an injury or other condition related to going to the gym. Really, there are a lot of excuses to not use your gym membership anymore, so why would you sign up and pay for something that you already know you're bound to abandon sooner or later? A better decision to keep fit for the coming year is to simply run, bike, or do other outdoor exercise or activities. And if you like the familiarity of using gym equipment, you can just as easily skip the annual contract and look for a cheaper membership that you can renew on a monthly basis. So I pretty much agree with this completely. I mean, for pretty much anyone out there, this is basically what's going to happen. And a lot of times, none of this will actually end up helping you lose weight and basically be a complete waste of money. That being said, if you do take the gym seriously and you are willing to pay that whatever amount of money it is, being healthier will end up saving you money in the long term. That being said, if your goal is just to like lose weight, all you really need to do is go into a caloric deficit and basically at that point all you have to do is, is literally count your calories if that's your sole purpose to working out which for the most case that's what people do all you have to literally do is count your calories and just basically have a decrease of like 100 calories or 200 calories per day each day so if you're like your maintenance is like 2,000 calories you just drop that to 1,900 and you just slowly lose the weight. You don't have to actually work out or do anything like that if you just want to lose weight, right? So just keep that in mind. And by the way, one of the best exercises for you in the road is doing light cardio, like walking, which is 100% free. So number two, a new car. I agree. So, okay, this may not necessarily be one of those dumb ways to spend your money, but buying a new car is really extravagant. When you consider the fact that the minute you drive off a new car from the parking lot, it's already depreciating in value, add to that cost of owning a car starting from gassing it up to regular tune-ups, you would really think twice about buying a new car. If you don't want the value of your new purchase to drop by as much as 10% with the first mile, you can wait up to three years for the depreciation level to drop before you spend money on it. A bonus is that you might still get a warranty without having to burn a hole in your pocket. Next is 
three, credit card interest and similar fees. Although we're living in what is practically a credit card dependent world, it makes no sense to waste your money paying for credit card interest and similar fees. I agree. If you must use your credit card to pay for things that you cannot otherwise afford, make sure that you have the funds to pay for the full amount of the bill when the due date arrives, so you can skip on paying the interest. Better yet, don't swipe the card at all. I agree with this. Don't swipe the card at all or insert it nowadays. And the thing is, right? Like, if you have to use a credit card to buy it because you can't afford it at that current time, guess what? You are too poor to buy that item, right? So number four, daily online deals. So similar to coupons, daily online deals are there to lure you with the words "free" or fifty percent off. The problem with daily deals is that they usually have a limited time span for you to purchase, or that there are a certain number of purchases. That need to be made before the deal is considered valid. So when you think about all the trouble that you have to go through in order to get half the price off on a restaurant meal that's an hour away from your house, or an auto detailing job at a merchant that's similarly located, the discount that you'll get is not usually worth the extra bother. Look online for efficient ways to spend your money if you have to. I actually agree with this a lot, although I believe honey. Is actually a pretty good tool that can help people save, I think, a couple hundred dollars each time they end up buying a whole bunch of items. Now it's not sponsored or anything, but it might be something to check out. Number five, extended warranties. If you want to find out a few ways to spend your money efficiently, there are a few things you need to keep in mind. Whether it's for a television set with a huge screen or any other big ticket appliance, extended warranties are almost always never claimed. Despite the fact that it's just a few dollars more, there are a lot of exclusions under the fine print of the extended warranties terms and conditions, so it's better to skip them. For example, this is actually perfect for buying a brand new car because every time you go into like the financing option in like the whole brand new car thing, like if you end up doing that, they're gonna sit you down and they're gonna be like, "Hey, do you want this like extended?" Warranty, like road warranty, and all this other stuff, right? You know, if you could drive like a hundred thousand miles, and like you would just pay like you know maybe an extra twenty to fifty dollars per month for this, and all that kind of stuff, right? But if you ask them, what does it actually cover, right? They'll tell you that pretty much it doesn't really like like without actually like directly saying it. The dealership financing people will basically kind of say that、uh, the extended warranty doesn't actually cover anything. For example, let's say that you know you're driving your car on the road, you got the extended warranty, so you're spending like an extra thirty to fifty dollars per month, right? But let's just say a dear kamikazes into your car. Well, guess what? That is not going to be covered by the extended warranty that you paid extra for on your car. So that means that you've been paying thirty to fifty dollars per month for an extended warranty that will not even cover something like a deer just kamikazing itself into your car, which can happen depending on where you live. Not to mention, let's say that you were to like drive on the road and basically a ladder. Flies out of a truck, like a pickup truck, and then it hits your car. Guess what? That's not going to be covered by the extended warranty. These extended warranty things are like 
for very specific reasons and it's to the point where they will never lose their money off of them. That's the only reason why they offer it is because they know that they're not going to lose money on it. Next one, number six, free shipping traps. When you visit websites like Amazon, you'll be tempted to fill up your shopping cart with additional items so that you can meet the minimum amount to get free shipping. Now, there's nothing wrong in grabbing this deal if you really need what you will be adding onto your cart. But other than that, the offer is just a retailer's trap of getting you to buy more than what you actually need. In fact, these free shipping things are basically what digital marketers or like people who run like Shopify stores and they're like, hey, this is just free shipping, but it costs like $10 for you to actually pay for the shipping, right? It's how they trap you for basically thinking that you're not actually paying any money and that they're actually operating at a loss. But in reality, they're actually making a profit, but it's a small profit between like 2 to $3, right? So just keep that in mind. Number seven, hot items that cost a fortune. So pet perfumes, diamond-encrusted mobile phone cases, designer beach towels, water bottles, nap pods. These are popular hot items which are considered a must-have for every season, but they actually cost a fortune. Think twice about making these down purchases because they are most likely not worth their money in the end. Number eight, Impulse purchases. Nobody can claim of not being guilty of making impulse purchases, so to avoid the temptation, simply leave your credit card at home or bring just enough cash to get you to where you're going and accomplish your goals for the day. Keep reading and find out more ways to spend your money. Now, I agree. Like Impulse purchases are actually probably one of the biggest detriment to people's like uh budget especially if they live paycheck to paycheck this can really cause someone basically almost making like any amount of money to basically get to the point where they're actually living paycheck to paycheck because they're just not thinking about it number nine keeping up with the joneses sometimes parents give in the whims of their kids who are simply trying to keep up with the lifestyle of their friends how do you say no if what they're asking for is something that you can ill afford as a family Explain to them what your financial status is, what your future savings goals are, etc. Better yet, let them understand the pitfalls of keeping up with the Joneses. If all else fails, have your kids save money from their own allowance to pay for what they want rather than cutting off the grocery budget for the week just so that you can stop them from bugging you about the purchase. And number 10, life insurance for kids. This is a big one that a lot of people don't actually think about. So a lot of insurance providers put up ads that make you feel like an irresponsible parent if you don't buy life insurance for your kids. However, the point of buying life insurance is to protect your loved ones in case something unfortunate happens to you. By the time that your kid grows into an adult, he or she would have the income to buy an insurance policy. Perhaps the only exception is when your child has a pre-existing condition which will make it difficult to purchase insurance as an adult. So when you know exactly what constitutes a dumb, impractical, or useless purchase, you can prevent yourself from wasting your hard-earned money on it, and these ways to spend your money will make you wiser and well-informed. Now, here's the thing. I completely agree with this article, right? Everything they said completely makes sense. I 100% agree with it. And really, anyone can basically follow these things and start living a slightly better life. That being said, if you want to learn how to master your money and build up a financial foundation in a very quick and simple manner, 
that's easy to follow long term. Go down below and learn the secret to mastering your money. Because the thing is, no one should be having debt. No one should be living paycheck to paycheck. And there's so many people that are making too much money that they're like literally high income earners, and yet they are still living paycheck to paycheck. And that's just sad. So if you need help, go down below and learn the secret to mastering your money. Hey, this podcast is sponsored by our personal finance courses. So if you have problems with mastering your money and you need help, go down below and learn how to master your money. And this is a plan that anyone of any income level can follow. It is simple and easy to follow for any income level in any situation and it's very straight to the point. And if you want to learn how to make money online, go down below as well. And we'll see you in future episodes.